welcome to The Warrior Within the Woman. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and I want to welcome you to another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 10. This is crazy. Um, I cannot believe that we made it to 10. I'm sure in the months ahead we're going to make it to more, but this is just a episode that means a lot to me. We have gone through 10 episodes together, and if you've stuck with me, if you're listening to this, I just want to say thank you for all of the support and all of the text messages and and messenger messages and emails and letters that people have been um, sending me just to share that God is really using this podcast to bring them closer to him and just bring them back to a relationship with him and encourage them. And that is the purpose of this. I wanted not only women, but specifically women to feel empowered by this podcast, to know that you are not alone in whatever you're facing, that what you're going through, it has a season and it will end. And I want to empower you to be the warriors of God that has, he's called you to be, because I know that there is victory on the horizon. Amen. So today I want to just thank you for tuning in. Remember that you can subscribe here on Podomatic or on iTunes, wherever you're listening to this. You can find this podcast, what whatever your favorite streaming platform is. But uh, feel free to leave comments, like the podcast, share it with your friends. That is the way that we get the word of God out. Amen. So send it to your friends, send it to women that you know are struggling or maybe dealing with something or you know would just benefit from being encouraged today. Um, so today, this week, we are going into Easter one of my favorite times of the year. And let me share with you that Easter gets, it gets me emotional, y'all. Anybody else? I, the week of Easter, the week following, the weeks following Easter have always been so important to me, especially as a Christian. This is something that not only that we may have fun getting Easter eggs and candy with our children in our Easter baskets. And I mean, we do that here, but at the end of the day, I want my family, I want my child to know the reason that we celebrate, the reason that we memorialize, the reason that we don't forget, but we remember Jesus and the sacrifice that he made. I mean, this week we are honoring the savior of the world. We're honoring Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We're honoring what He did, the sacrifice He made for our salvation. And I don't know about you, but it makes me emotional. It makes me grateful. It makes me so, I mean, filled with joy and gladness that He saw me even before even knowing me. He saw you where you were and where you would be and how you would be feeling right now. And He saw that you were worth it. You were worth it. I was worth it. And even though we may disagree sometimes that God, I'm not worth your love. But the thing is, he doesn't look at those that are deserving. He sees you because you, in all of your mess, in all of your stuff that you're going through, are worth it. You were worth it. And I just want to thank God. I want to take that moment just at the beginning of this podcast, just to praise God and thank him for his sacrifice on Calvary, his sacrifice and, and thank God and praise God for the glory and the honor that comes with his resurrection. Amen. 
so this week, as we go into this podcast, I was really drawn to Luke 23 and the things, the events in history that took place to kind of position Jesus. I've always been so intrigued by the idea that between Barabbas and Jesus Christ, the people would desire the murderer and desire the prisoner and desire the insurrectionist over the savior of the world. And it's always been so intriguing. And and I just wanted to take some time because God's really been dealing with me on Barabbas. And so if you'll go with me to Luke 23, I'm not going to go through the whole scripture. Um, I encourage you to read it though. But at the beginning of this chapter, we see that the people had taken Jesus. They're angry was instigated by the religious Pharisees. So if you can imagine the religious folk turning against Jesus and and causing this mob of people to become so angry that they wanted his head, they wanted him dead. Like they wanted this. He never created chaos. He never instigated crowds or anything, but this is where we are. So we go to where the people are taking Jesus to Pilate. So first they go to Pilate, who is the overseer of their city. Pilate sees no nothing wrong with Jesus. You know, he kind of says, well, you know, I don't want to deal with this man. I don't want to deal with this drama. So let's just put him off to Herod. So they take him to Herod and Herod again sees nothing wrong and but the people listen this is all instigated by the people we were the ones that got jesus killed and so if you look at the details of the story if you look at the details of this historical event it was the people they are the ones that created this mob the religious people were the ones that created this mob because he was going against their teaching he was putting a wrench in their plans and so they needed him dead so that they could continue being the hypocrites that they were and so we go to Luke 23 verse 18 but the whole crowd shouted away with this man release Barabbas to us Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. For the third time he spoke to them, why? What crime has this man committed? I have found him no grounds to the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified and their shouts prevail. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for and surrendered Jesus to their will. Yesterday, as we celebrated Palm Sunday, the same people that were singing Hosanna, glory be to God, Jesus is here. The ones that were laying at his feet, the ones that were, I'm sure, trying to kiss his feet and laying palm leaves down so his donkey would have something soft to walk in on. I mean, every single thing, they put out all the stops and less than seven days later, they were asking for his head. They wanted Jesus Christ dead for no other reason but because they had been instigated 
by the religious leaders of that time, the hypocrisy, the hypocrites of, of this religious time creating in this chaos to ensue so that Herod and Pilate would have no other choice but to kill Jesus so they wouldn't have a huge issue in the streets to deal with at the end of it. So he releases Barabbas. Let's talk about Barabbas for a moment. We don't know a lot about Barabbas. We can see in many different types. We can see Barabbas in many different um, accounts through Matthew, through Luke. Paul even writes of him in Acts. We look at and we can see this and it's very consistent with what happened. But We don't know a lot about Barabbas. We don't know his background, his childhood, nothing of that sort. We just know that he was a prisoner. He deserved he deserved the death penalty. He wasn't even on trial. He was he had been convicted and waiting for death. And the people wanted Barabbas. See, I am in all of the things I witness in this world. The hatred that is so violently spewed from our mouths as if it would not have any consequences to the people we love. The total denial of all things right just to have fame and fortune. Rebellious hearts giving in to a mind that is so easily swayed by what is popular. But as I look at what today and this week symbolizes, you see Palm Sunday, the day we recognize where the people of Jerusalem would sing the praises of Jesus, welcoming him to his home only to return, turn around and yell, crucify him five days later. Oh, how are we so easily deceived, women of God? We are deceived by our minds. We are deceived by our opinions. We are deceived by our feelings. We are so deceived by thinking we are the ones to condemn God and praise man. We are so deceived that we are the ones that condemn Jesus. We are the ones that condemn God in our everyday lives. And we praise man and we ask for Barabbas. But are we surprised? Can you truly say you're surprised by what is happening in this world? Are we surprised that we care more about others' opinions of us? but don't even recognize the voice of God anymore? Are we surprised that hate spills from our mouths when all we do is fill our ears with gossip? Are you surprised at a world that neglects truth and lusts after evil? Are you surprised when we allow sexual exploitation of women men and children in our homes through music and movies, but don't understand why sex sells in Hollywood? Are you surprised when our churches are filled with Christians too consumed with their daily lives that they no longer realize or recognize the presence of God? We have become this. We have become this woman of God. We have become the Pharisees. We have become Barabbas. We have allowed this. We have become the world that wants Barabbas. We have become the church that yells, crucify him. 
and needs and yearns and longs for the murderer and the insurrectionist to be released. See, I look at the life of Barabbas. And even before Jesus went on the cross, even before he died on the cross, he saved someone. And I'm I, we can talk about the many people that came to know God, that believed in Jesus in his life. But even in this moment, he did not say anything. Jesus was quiet knowing that this had to happen for him to sacrifice his life. And Barabbas was the first one, one of the first ones for their life to be saved, death penalty to be reversed by Jesus. Wow. Wow. How does that really truly make you feel? Barabbas, being this man, this murderer, he was guilty. We are guilty. But Jesus still loves us. He still loves you even when you struggle with gossip. He still loves you when you're lying. He still loves you when you're tempted to steal. He still loves you when you're trying to change your lifestyle. He still loves you when you're a murderer. He still chooses you. And Jesus chose to be silent. And he allowed Barabbas, who was guilty, who was guilty of the, the crimes and awaiting death, Jesus took Barabbas's cross for him. Jesus took his cross for him. Barabbas was waiting to die. And if Jesus had not come into the picture, Barabbas surely would have died. He would have stayed in prison until it was his time to die. And most likely, historically, they would have hung him from a cross. That's how they would deal with prisoners and murderers. Jesus took Barabbas's cross. Barabbas did not say, I forgive me, Lord. I want to be in heaven with you. Barabbas did not apologize. Barabbas did not say, I believe in Jesus. Barabbas denied everything. He, there is no account in the Bible that says Barabbas came to know God. But see, Jesus still took his cross for him. You may be sitting here and listening to me to me today and totally deny the existence of Jesus. And that's okay. That's okay. My feelings aren't hurt, but let me tell you something. He is the son of God and so in love with his creation, so in love with you and sees you in your mess, in your brokenness, in your heartbreak, in all of the pain and disgust that has happened to you and been done to you. God still sees it and Jesus still will choose you over and over and over again. Even if you were, would have been those people in the crowd, even if you're saying today, crucify him, I don't want him in anywhere in my life, God still says, you're worth it. You're worth it to him. Christian, you may be sitting here and saying, you know what, Lauren, I have chosen myself. I've chosen me over Jesus. I've chosen the guilty over the innocent. It's okay. We've all been there. 
But I want you to know, do not believe the lies of the enemy that tells you God will not choose you again. God has always and will forever have you in his heart. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus was willing to take a murderer and insurrectionist cross so that he could be free and so that Jesus could see the fulfillment of the prophecy so that he could sacrifice his life for all of mankind. And Barabbas was the first one Jesus took the cross for. He took his cross. He stood in Barabbas's place. We have to be careful. Be careful of what you're letting in your homes. Be careful of what you're letting in your churches, in your lives, what you're listening to, what you're watching. Be careful because so easily we can choose the Barabbas of this life. We can choose the guilty. We can choose the sin over Jesus. We want temporary fulfillment while throwing away our souls. We will allow ourselves to be blinded by the true enemy and fight with our neighbors like they have single-handedly caused the shift in our nation when truly it is a group effort. When the truth is we are all to blame. We are all to blame. All of us. No group, no single man or woman is guilty of what we're seeing today. We have let history repeat itself. And as we proclaim crucify, crucify, crucify to every form of love and freedom, and we declare bondage in our homes and churches and cities and nations because we're choosing Barabbas in our lives. You're choosing the sin. You're choosing to go back to that sin over and over and over and think that there's going to be a change. Stop choosing Barabbas, woman of God. Stop longing for the evil. Stop longing for the things that are making you feel guilty and condemned, but choose Jesus today. We must rise up, church. Take the blindfold from your eyes and look in the mirror. There is room for us to grow and change. But first, we need to recognize that we have been choosing Barabbas and wondering why Jesus is being crucified. We see Jesus crucified in our schools. We see Jesus crucified in our cities. And we wonder, why is Jesus being crucified? Why is Jesus being crucified and held captive? Why is every form of love and freedom, which is Jesus, being crucified and killed? We must search our hearts, warriors. Search your homes, warriors. We cannot keep letting the devil in and wondering why Jesus is being crucified in our lives. Why we don't hear or feel God's presence anymore. We don't hear his voice. We must make the change. It is time for us to make the change. Going in this week of Easter, ask yourself, what are some areas that I've been choosing Barabbas? I've been choosing sin 
and letting go of Jesus in my life? What are some things in my home that I've been allowing or I've been condoning that is not choosing Jesus? What things have I been watching or letting in my life that are not choosing Jesus? That's the question this week. That is the question I'm asking myself, woman of God. That's the question I'm asking you today. Don't become the people that cry out for Barabbas. Don't be the woman that is waiting and just watching Jesus be crucified and wondering why. But let us be the church, the people of God that will rise up and say, no longer will I appease. No longer will I condone the crucifixion of my Savior in our schools. No longer will I condone the crucifixion of Jesus in my home. No longer will I condone the crucifixion of Jesus in my mind and in my heart and the things that I fill myself with. No longer. But I'll stand up. I will stand up. And understand that it is my responsibility. It is our responsibility to stand up church and to realize that there is only a finger to point at ourselves. Stop choosing Barabbas. Stop crying out for Barabbas and wondering why Jesus is being crucified in your life. Let us be strong, courageous warriors of God that will not sit by and sit still, but will listen for the voice of God and be reverent and ready for the presence of God and be willing to stand up and be the revival this nation needs. Let us be the people that say this curse ends with me. This generational curse ends with me. I'm no longer going to be so overcome with my own feelings that I forget to love one another. I'm no longer going to be so consumed with talking about other people and their issues that I don't deal with my own issues. No longer will I sit still and be quiet. No longer will I sit down and let Satan have full reign over my family and my friends. No longer. But today, today I'm making the choice. I will not, I will not yell for Barabbas. I will no longer choose Barabbas. But I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Today, I hope that this message has been encouraging to you. And shown you the areas, just like God has shown me, that I need to be... I need to keep choosing Jesus. I need to get real and ready and stop choosing Barabbas. But truly standing up for what God has in store for our country. I pray that this week you go in confidence, woman of God. Confidence in who God has called you to be. Confidence that Jesus has chosen you. And no matter your mistakes or past, He does not define you by those, but that you will walk in the authority of the power of God that is in your life and begin putting Jesus first, choosing Jesus. Because then and only then we can start seeing the change 
that needs to happen in our lives. I pray that you have a wonderful week. God bless you. And I'll see you next week for another episode of The Warrior Within the Woman. God bless you. Have a great week. Love you.